but there's we'll, a we'll move on then. There's a profession out there called professional cuddlers. Okay, what's it, what's it cost? What's now, it pay? I don't know. I'm sure it pays well. But do, do you have to do more than just cuddle? It costs extra, I think. <laughs> so now you're just a a pimp. Well, I, I think it's, be it, a pimp. it's a it's it's actually like a form of sex therapy. Like just cuddling and banging. Well, you get people to like like introduce like intimacy, like not just using sex for sex, but like being intimate with another person. But it's all a lie. That. It's all for money. But some people can't <laughs> get it any other way. Like they have, they're so like socially and So instead of just paying for sex, now they're paying for like someone to pretend like they actually love them. That's fucking deep. It's, a, it's the girlfriend experience. Dude, I'm telling you, you pay me enough, I'll cuddle anybody. <laughs> I bet you would. I wonder how long you have to cuddle. Is there like a time? Yeah, I don't know, but you probably pay by the hour. By the hour? I'd imagine. You got cuddling for an hour? No, you know, why not? I'm, I get fidgety. <laughs> Well, she stinks. For a buck, for a couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks, you're snuggling for A couple for hundred an hour. bucks, I'm... Yeah. I thought it was like a bat. You see the hole? Just a hole. Just oh. black. Yeah, that's the old black hole. I don't know. Black hole in the gym. Maybe like... Uh, I'm not a cuddle. I don't like to cuddle. No. Well, this, this kind of intro leads into a little bit of the topic that we're going to talk about, which is... Our topic. Self-control. <laughs> Right? <laughs> if you don't have any self-control, being in a decent relationship is probably really tough for you. Hey, for, 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 for money, I'll, I'll do about anything. <laughs> yeah, you will. All right, self-control, let's get it. So I, I think kind of where this, this conversation started for me is I'm reading to slash listening to a book right now um, that I'm really enjoying. It's called uh, Everything is Effed. It's by the guy who wrote The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. And it's all about hope. Like, how do we cultivate hope and why do we need hope? Um, and self-control is one of the three pillars of hope, right? Uh -huh. you, have to, you have to cultivate it, but you have to have the understanding that it, it's an illusion. People think like, Self-control is one of those things that you have or you don't have. Hmm. Everybody has self-control in certain situations. You, you might have all the self-control in the world when it comes to like a salad versus cake. You're like, well, I'm gonna have the salad because it's better for me. Uh -huh. If you get punched in the face, I'm going to challenge <laughs> you to exercise self-control. <laughs> she gone. Right? Yeah. So everybody, it, it's, it's all circumstantial and it's where we build the muscles and how we make the associations in our brain and create these relationships with something like mm -hmm. self-control. In the context of health and fitness, I think it plays a little bit more to like what's on your dinner plate and are you exercising, maybe more so than getting punched in the face. Right. So do you think people have more self-control or less self-control than what they believe? Less. You think so? I think self-control is an illusion. See, I was just, you explaining that made me think, I think people, some people use self-control as a, um, an excuse. Sure. Like. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, well, I, I still have any self-control. Yeah. And Bullshit. that's true. Well, no, you do. But to what level, I guess would be the question. Okay. Yeah. You I see, see where you're where going, going with that. Yep. I, th here's the, 
what they haven't done is they haven't gotten the two um, parts of their brain to line up. Mm. So uh, this whole book kind of goes through it a little bit better than, than I will, but we know that there are kind of, you know, the two hemispheres of the brain, mm -hmm. right? So there's this logical brain and an emotional brain. So you'll hear it called like the lizard brain, like our biological need to sleep, have sex, eat, find shelter, right? Mm -hmm. Like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. It's the base of the pyramid stuff. Gotcha. Needs to be satisfied before we can work our way up. Now, the logical brain is very much a if then, if this, then that thing. It thinks very like uh, linearly, like things are connected. The emotional brain sees things hierarchical. Hierarchical? Sure. In a hierarchy, <laughs> right? Like I need to have these needs met before I can work up the pyramid, Okay. right? Like I need to make sure that I have shelter, security, food yep. before I worry about um, buying a new pair of clothes uh. or like paying for a gym membership. I need to make sure that my basic needs are satisfied mm -hmm. before I can worry about the other things. Gotcha. Now, to cultivate that, that sense of self-control, again, like once you have, most of us have those basic needs met. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, you have internet, you probably have basic needs met. Yes, right? <laughs> and that was one of the things that the book kind of goes into in the beginning that I really enjoyed is we have a better quality of life right now than we've had at any point in time in history. Hmm. Every like it's interesting. Everybody as a whole. Yes, yeah. as a, as a whole, like fifty percent of the world has access to the internet. That's crazy. That's huge. Yeah. But with that, like, since we have more, we feel we have more to lose. Mm. We have more quality of life is better. Uh, like literacy rates are up. More internet, but the rate of things like depression and suicide oh. are up, trending with that. Crazy. So as affluence goes up, so does this sense of, oh shit, the world is so heavy. I have all of these things. Like when just just when your needs are being met, yeah, you're not like if you got to walk six miles a day to get fresh water, yeah, you don't give a shit about what's on Netflix. <laughs> you don't care what's on the gram, right? <laughs> now we it's a disease of affluence is kind of what we have, mm -hmm. right? We have all of these things, and we're starting. Like, so our brains need conflict. They need conflict and resolution. So we start to manifest these things, mm. uh, whether it be consciously or unconsciously, to create kind of problems for ourselves because we like this whole if then, then that part. We like to feel something yeah. associated with that. So with the self-control thing, everybody has trauma related around something, right? Yep. Something in their life that has led them to believe that they are the type of person that mm. blank, right? With food and not exercising or making decisions against your own best interest, mm -hmm. you have a value and a belief that I do not deserve to be healthy. I don't deserve to be fit. Whether you think about it like consciously right. or not, right? Your there. action, yeah, because your actions are like saying that this is the thing that you believe. Uh -huh. Most of us has so much pain associated with this stuff that it's way deep down and it's buried really deep. And we don't, we don't even understand why we keep self-sabotaging. Yeah. It's because the emotional brain 
will always, the, if, it's like a car, mm -hmm. right? The, whether you like it or not, the emotional brain is driving the car. The logical brain is the navigator and says, hey, we should probably go this way. <laughs> I forget who, there's some psychologist who a kindness. It's like an elephant and a rider. The emotional brain is the elephant. Mm. The rider is your logical brain. The rider can say, hey, Dumbo, let's go this way. <laughs> but when, if, if that elephant decides he wants to go, you're, fuck, you're going. You're you going. don't have a choice. Right. So you are stuck doing what your emotional brain wants. So you need to find a way to tie that logical need for things in with your emotional need and your emotional values, your belief system, and who you, you, you think that you are. Hmm. So the actionable piece becomes like, how do we do that? Yeah. Right? How do we... <clears throat> God bless you. Thank you. How do we uh, take the thing that we know that we need to do... Mm -hmm and start kind of wiring in this reward system so that the emotional brain is like, all right, okay, let's try that. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, if you create too, now there's, there's kind of like a dichotomy with this because if you create too much pain, the emotional brain would be like, I don't want to do that. We're not sure. doing that anymore. Yep. It's like exercise, right? If I've never exercised before and I come in and I work out hard for 60 minutes, and the next day I wake up, I'm so sore that I can't even sit up out of bed and I can't walk. Yeah. Your emotional brain is gonna be like, I'm not doing that exercise shit anymore. <laughs> no this more. is not good for you. <laughs> like, this is too tough. Now, to get your logical brain to override that, it, it's, it's not gonna happen. Right. So that's where like the dosing thing. Mm -hmm. And for people who have never exercised, like figure out a place to start and start there, start doing that. Like one of the examples they use is if you want to go like for a run and your emotional brain is like, man, this running thing, is not going to be fun. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Start by putting on your shoes. Mm. If you put on your, then see how you feel. Like you need to tie the things together. You have to feel a certain way about it. Uh -huh. And it has to be a po at least a relatively positive association. Right. You know it. Like. If you really don't want to do something, let's say that like your wife wants to go out with some friends yep. and you don't like those friends. Huh. Like, oh, I don't want to go out with the, fine, I'll go. Right. How is your experience going to be the whole time? Bad. Exactly. <laughs> now that just reaffirms that in your emotional brain mm -hmm. that like, this experience was bad this time. It's going to be bad next time. Mm. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I hate your friends. <laughs> I hate you. We're, We're getting done. a divorce. <laughs> it's a, that's a big example. Right. But, it, it, I mean, it, it, it starts like that, right? Yeah. The attitude that you bring into these things and the emotion that you tie to them is going to dictate your outcome in them. It is going to be very challenging for you to instill good habits if you're not instilling some sort of positive reward system and positive feeling with them, mm -hmm. regardless of like the logical brain. Like you know what you need to eat. Right. You know you need to eat meats, vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, <laughs> little starch, no sugar. Yeah. Then why do you still eat ice cream? I don't know, it tastes good. Because you have that association you with have it. a positive association with it. Yeah, you feel good. You're probably, when you're, 
when you're eating ice cream, probably when you had ice cream maybe the first time, mm -hmm. right? Um, it was after a baseball game, like your dad took you there. Right. Um, you know, it was like a treat in the summer. Well, we do it with babies, give cake. Yeah. We like we instill from their freaking birth that you are rewarded with cake for living another year. I don't know, but like at pot, there's people around and presents, balloons, everybody's clapping and cake. So every time you eat cake, it brings back like the happy. It's good. Everything's good. No, yeah. it's not good. And we need like, this is cool. I was during my level one, Sheree Chan, my flow master was talking about, they didn't allow that when she was a baby, mm. all of her birthdays and celebrations, she got, um, vegetables. Everybody was like, that sucks to be, that's a shitty childhood. <laughs> but she's like, I didn't know any different. Like, so now when I'm like, when I eat for comfort, I go to vegetables. Mm. Like when I'm like sad and crying or when I'm really happy, like when I need food as emotion, it's all vegetables. Cause that brings me like that joy that cake and ice cream bring other people. She's like, when I eat junk food, I don't get that feeling. Yeah. I get it from veggies. I'm like, oh man, that is awesome. I don't. <laughs> Well, it, yeah, I mean, it, like, regardless of what your thing is, you are always going to fall back on where the emotion lies. Mm -hmm. This is why people get, uh, you know, addicted to drugs mm -hmm. or have, um, you know, self-destructive habits. Because when you do them, I mean, you kind of feel good. Yeah. For that moment. Right. Right? Yep. That, that first, I'm sure, you know, they talk about it all, like, the first time you do heroin... You get that high that you're always chasing right after that yep it's the same thing with food mm -hmm. or you know um pornography uh playing video games yep. like I, I think it can be the same with exercise too if you like doing a hard workout it's not necessarily fun i don't like look forward to it but when i'm done i feel good about myself yeah so if you associate like the pain of exercise or the sweating the lungs burning the muscle soreness with like good mm -hmm. then that could change your whole perspective of exercise and instead of like i don't want to go exercise but i'm going to it's i am now the person that exercises yeah like why, why would you go to the gym because i actually that's what i do i go to the gym because i'm the type of person that works out that eats healthy and now you change kind of your whole lifestyle well it becomes your identity mm -hmm. and you have to take control of that piece and understand that like you're not always going to feel like it right like and there's going to be days where you just, you, you don't get to live in that, but you, yeah. you like, you try your best, but you have to have this, like, you have to have those two things line up. And if you're really trying to change your habits and introduce exercise, like it's, it's that minimum effective dosing, mm. right? This is where the just putting on the shoes things come, yep. right? Maybe you just put on the shoes and then, you know, that's not so bad. Yep. And then you go outside and you walk around the block. Oh, that's not so bad. Stretching a little bit. Right? And then maybe you jog a little bit. Oh, that's not so bad. Yep. Right? And this may happen over the course of days or whatever, but you start to be like, like the emotional side is like, all right, cool. Where again, if we go too hard, too fast, and you're so sore that you don't want to move, your lizard brain, the emotional brain is going to take over and be like, dude, we're not doing this. And the <laughs> rider on top of the elephant doesn't have a choice. Right. Even though you know it's what you should be doing, mm -hmm. there's too much pain associated with that thing. Mm. Part of the self-control piece is you have to, like, recognize these things, though. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter what you know. Mm -hmm. You have to attach that emotion to it. Um, 
and and work towards that thing intelligently. Yeah. Right? Because I can have all of the information in the world. Yep. Like like we do, right? We know what to eat. Yep. We know we should be exercising. Then why don't we? Yes. Because of the emotional side of the brain. It says that I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. Um, I don't have time. Whatever your your thing is. Yeah. That, we could get into a whole another like deep dive of motivation. Yeah. Of false motivation or like quick motivation um, and why it's not, in my mind, sustainable or like you need to get deeper with your with your emotional side and figure out why you exercise instead of watch a three minute YouTube every day just to get you motivated. Well, motivation is emotion, mm. right? I've said you have like to long sustainable motivation. There has to be an emotional tie to it. Yeah. I've told people and I rubbed somebody the wrong way when I told them this uh, recently in a no sweat intro. I said, motivation's bullshit. Yeah, it is. Because it's never there when you need it. Mm-hmm. Like I can watch it just like you said, I can watch a five minute YouTube video and get all jacked up in the moment. Yep. But if it, if it doesn't get you out of bed at 7 a.m. Yes. That's not what's going to make you have a salad instead of pizza. Yeah. That's not what's going to make you go work out when you could be playing, be watching another series of Netflix. You just got to watch it every time you want to do something good. <laughs> well, it could be. That's a, There we go. Now that becomes like a trigger, right? Yeah. So that's a different conversation. It has like, uh, we can have these, these triggers that we can use to help get us into a state. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to create that emotional connection to the thing. Right. And if you're just like, I'm going to create, um, I'm going to, I'm going to get this just by doing it. Like I'm, it's not going to work. It's not going to last. Right. If you don't have like a deep, this is the why, right? If you don't have that emotional value attached to the action, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much self-control that you believe that you have. Right. And that's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Right. Like what their why is, what their deep attachment is. And if you want to make this long lasting, you need to like sit down and figure out what that is. Yeah. That's a great exercise to do. Yeah. And sit down and just, I bet there's so many people out there who are listening or watching who have never sat down with a blank piece of paper with the question on top that says, why? Yeah. Why are you, why do you want to be healthier? Mm -hmm. Do you? Yeah. Like why do you come here every day? Why is, why is a salad a better choice than pizza? Why is the sky blue? Why? It's a deep why. Um, so if you are interested in that self-control piece, mm-hmm. understand that there is no such thing as, as self-control in a logical sense. Mm-hmm you have to figure out your why and to create that emotional connection to get both sides of those brain, that brain working together. Yep. Because if they're not, nothing that you do is going to be sustainable. It's that process versus goal. Like, if you want to change who you are, you need to have an emotional attachment to that. You have to understand why you've made the decisions that you have up to this point. Mm-hmm. It's because of who you believe that you are. That's your emotional attachment. Right. Right? That's the anchor point, the thing keeping you back. Whether you realize it or not, the reason that you self-sabotage and don't do the things you're supposed to do is you don't believe that you're the person that deserves the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Find your why, like understand that you're not really in that much control and 
then you can start to do things in your own best interest. Yeah. So I like it. My thoughts on self-control. I like it. If you guys have more questions, ask him. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Make sure to um, subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever you listen to podcasts on. Check us out on YouTube uh, if you want to see the video. See our lot going on here. Beautiful faces. A lot going on. You know. Um, thanks for dropping in on another conversation, and uh, we'll see you in our community that is fit. Bye. Bye.